So you old as shit now. Nope. <laughs> you mean though? I'm just six years from forty. Damn, bro! Don't ever say it like that again. Why would you like? Because I'm four technically. I'm six years from four. That's tough. I'll be four Breathe. Because <laughs> what you on? You said next week. How's that feel? What forty? I'll be thirty six. Thirty six. Ooh. Be I'll be thirty six in October. Oh, okay. okay. But it's like fine ass. <laughs> what are you talking about? Thirty six and fine. What are you talking about? All right, these grades work though. <laughs> you don't have any. That's what pisses me off. I know. <sighs> Nigga, mine coming in by the fucking day. It's about the day. Bro. You have a kid, though. <laughs> Mine's just Nigga, I got three. I'm supposed to have all the gray. Nah, I three kids? I don't ever see you stress. Oh. I see you plot. I've never seen you stress. That's because I hide it well. I swear you do. I hide it very well. It's your secret. We Yoga. got some, some company in here today. <laughs> oh. Happy ass. Listen, I swear to God, <clears throat> I've really been overjoyed like this whole, since Thursday, I've been overjoyed. Since Thursday? Yeah. You definitely had a strong weekend. Because that's when I talked to Chico. Bing! Yeah. <laughs> How was Thursday. that? That shit was dope. Yeah. What's he like in person? I feel like he's exactly the same. He seemed like one of them people that is who he is. I feel on like he's cooler. I feel like he might be cooler than what he is on TV. Like bruh, more laid back? Bruh, smart as fuck. <clears throat> Let me just start with that. That nigga got a lot of knowledge. Oh, yeah. I mean, I listen to a lot of I'm podcasts about and shit him. that he be on, so I hear him often. That nigga, bro. And he's just like me talking to you, me talking to you. That nigga cool as fuck. I can't vision a person getting that far in that field and being a jackass. Well, there's been plenty of jackasses that gotten that far. I would say with the following that he has mm -hmm. and you and your jack, I can't see that. Well, he said he don't like the fame anyway. I can see that as yeah. well. He said he don't like to find. Did he say what specifically? He said it makes <clears throat> people that don't know you act like they know you, and it makes the people that know you act like they don't know you. You know what's funny? Tupac said that in an interview, and I felt that shit. He said the same person I could be standing next to or across from in a club who wouldn't have looked at me for five seconds. They hear somebody of importance say my name or react to me. And now all of a sudden, you can't just stand by me or sit across from me the way that you did before. And I have experienced that, obviously, on a micro level, not like yeah. a Tupac's level, but on the same level where five seconds ago, you wouldn't have blinked my way. Right. Now, because so-and-so came up and dapped with me, you have a conversation for me. And it's like, eh. You want to know what? What? So since I posted a picture of me working with him, you know how many people have been in my DM? Swear to God. That's happened more for me in the last... Actually, actually happened more since we started this podcast. And it's for motherfuckers I've reached... Like, out to, to before. Reach out to before. Now you see that I'm working with this nigga. Now you just want to... Hey, man, your shit dope. Has that happened to you? Somebody see somebody wearing your shit and then all of a sudden... Plenty of times. <laughs> or, or people be talking about something that I've made not knowing I'm the one that made it. And then I just throw it in there and be like, yeah, I did that. Plenty of times. My favorite moment was when I headlined the Vogue. Most Def was supposed to. <clears throat> he blacked out. We, uh, Kuz Bazaar got to, Nazia Khalil, Roger Trotman was happening. And we were, we were supposed to be headlining. This cat was from high school. Did not know I did this shit. Did not recognize my stage name. He only knew me as Ronald. Mm -hmm. So he in the line and he playing me too cool. And I'm like, all right, go inside. Name get called. We come out. Audit. Oh, bro, we got to get in the studio. The fuck we do? Nah. <laughs> that shit dead. Yeah. That happened to me with, uh, when I was doing all the stuff for Epic. I can't remember what 
oh. what place and not mind you, their stuff Every wasn't days brought the fake out. And that was like Boy. the stuff I used to do for them was pretty simple. But mm-hmm. I was at some um it was another one of those little small clubs that had opened up and tried to get going and it didn't really last, but I had went and talked to them about it and they literally was like, um, well, can you do stuff like how they do at Epic? And I was like, Money. I'm, I'm the one. Nick. I'm, I'm the one who, I'm, I'm that nigga. who makes all of that stuff. So, Speaking of being yeah. that nigga, I'm that nigga. They call me The Voice, a.k.a. Mr. Tony Sticks, and I'm here with Big Mike. What up, Mike? What up, what up? This is Mike Haney, a.k.a. Mr. H.O.D. himself. The Highway of Dreams. And I got my man Special P. What's good? Yo, what's going on, everybody? And uh, this is I Create Podcast. Shout out to Jaleesa Williams, who is at a festival right now, Invest right? Invest Fest. Invest Fest. In Atlanta. Shout out to hard. Atlanta. She's in Atlanta? Yeah. The yeah. one place I ain't been yet. <clears throat> and uh, she's down there right now rocking it out. So we should we, we going to get her on another episode. She's back home, so she's got things to do. But until then, we wouldn't have got three Jaleesas. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have got three. Jaleesas, Jaleesa. What's the plural of that? Jaleesi? Jilly C. Jilly C. There you go. Yes. Wow. <laughs> English class. More than one Jaleesa is a Jaleesa. We got Kiara and Kiaria in the house. She has to say her name wrong. <laughs> you can just say Kiki. Uh, AKA Captured by Key. Captured by Key. AKA East Worst. Run the Rock Sneakers too. All right. Fire. Can't even run in the names off. <laughs> no, I think you got just a little. That acronym was fire. I was like, wait a minute, it's worst. That's hard. Way to flip that shit. Way to flip that shit. Who we got next? Shout yourself out, Mish. Nobody calls me that, though. Nobody calls you that no more? Well, it's either Candy. Oh. That's my skate name. Miss Candy. Yeah. Go ahead and run your resume, y'all. Right. Because <laughs> you, you wear many hats as well. So, <laughs> I'm a realtor, I skate, I do taxes, I, I'm just a walking Jamaican. I'm Cook. A, I bartend. She said a walking Jamaican. <laughs> Cook. <laughs> Cook. Don't worry, no. Cook. Me going to have job. Me going to have job. As soon as I say I done collected another venture of, of investment, they be like, yeah, you a Jamaican. It don't even matter. Just. Oh, wow. Shout out you to that like, salmon lasagna. It's easy yeah. to Stuff underneath your belt every time we around. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We always want to do something new. Always. 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 Right. It's like your mind do circles. Like, what else can I get my hands in next? Something yeah. else turn into something else sometimes. Shit don't get finished. I mean, but with the price of every fucking thing in the world, we gonna, we gotta have multiple streams of income. Damn near, but again, with the price of everything in the world, can you really afford, afford to, to do multiple else? things? God, you gotta buy another stylus? Man. Shit. <laughs> that shit is crazy. Who else we got in here? Shout yourself out. Half pint. Half pint. Yeah. That's hard. Hey, that's what I said. That's hard thing. She was in the hallway. I was like, what's your name? She said, half pint. I said, okay. That's fire. I said, all right. Half pint of what? Shit just got real. (laughs) Shit just got real. (laughs) Because my mind went through a Rolodex of poison. (laughs) I'm scrolling shit. (laughs) I'm mixing shit in there. (laughs) Let me get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Look like the drink kiosk at McDonald's. Let me press this and this. Man. See what pours. And she just as bad as me. She a walking Jamaican too. What a what a nine to five. Damn. Shout out to all the Jamaicans. We actually mean this shit in an endearing way. 
Like, yeah, this is not a I don't know if they know the joke. Like, nah, because remember last episode, I was. Yo! I was talking about my trip when I went to Jamaica. So, yeah. Hey, we love y'all. We, we love Hopefully, them. Jamaica listens to our great podcast. Those motherfuckers are crazy. <laughs> they call want, in. I don't want no smoke. <laughs> what I. Nothing. Because once I hear a bumper clock, I'm running. Man. Puss black. Out of the door. <laughs> Not out of the door. Cartoon style. Be a cut out of mic. Let's do the little smoking shit. We were busy this weekend, weren't we? I know, man. How did Cherise Festival go? Oh, my God. That was a moment. I believe. That was a moment. And that was just from my stage. You could hear it. Hold elsewhere. on. How many stages? Because I heard y'all strip? talk about that when I walked in. The strip. White Rabbit, Atomic Bowl, uh, Easy Rider, Hi-Fi, uh, the Hi-Fi Annex. That's where I was. Like, up oh, these are the venues. There's some of the venues. And then you got different artists inside of those venues. At least six or seven. Damn. Yeah. Bread drop. That's what we was talking about when you guys stepped out. Starting right? at four, ending at like eleven forty-five to uh, ten o'clock at night, uh, twelve o'clock at night. Yeah, bro. Oh, wow. yeah. Because Ninth Wonder and them didn't go on until like shit nine or so. Damn. He was a headliner. He brought an artist out. It was really, really cool. I feel like his artist could have did like snippets of his songs. How many did full sets? According to Jay Moore, and Jay Moore wouldn't wouldn't stun on that. So how did you get the host? Was you always going to be the host? No. Well, okay. Because that came unexpected. I just saw your flyer. Real quick story. Real Girl, quick we tap, story. We touched on it a little bit last week. In the last week. episode. Last did they listen to the episode and be like, okay, we <laughs> <No>. need to. <laughs> no, they did not. We need to get time. Hey, you so never, you apparently never I was the pick for a while. Oh. Joe Adams, who pretty much is over that thing, was like, yo, we, we should probably tap in with Tony. But in their mind, nah, he don't do shit like this no more. And I'm like, clearly, y'all not on my radar because I'm constantly hosting festivals and other shit. But mm -hmm. it is what it is. I don't have to be that important. So apparently I was on the radar, but they had a comedian from Atlanta who was supposed to do it. But he's tied in with their soccer team. And their soccer team is actually one of the best in the nation right now. So he can't really just pick up and leave. Uh -huh. So they were trying to find a host. I just so happened to walk into Easy Rider where Joe was working. I live in Fountain Square now. Oh, okay. And he's like, Oh, you did move. Yeah. Okay. okay. So he's like, Tony, there's no way you just walked in like that and it, it wasn't meant to be. I'm like, What you talking about? So we get to chopping up. I said, All right, man, well, whatever y'all can think of, it's this late in the game. I know you already got your budget out. Just, you know, pay me in beer. He said, That's fine. I'll have an answer for you at 8 30. 8 15, he calls my phone and he's like, Can you do it? Yes. Ten minutes later, I hit up Mo Brooklyn. Shout out to Mo, and he slapped the flyer together for me. And then rest was history. What's funny is Sean Don, the uh, the young host, right? Mm -hmm. Shout out to Sean. He was over at Atomic Bowl. He was the official host for Shrees. So shout out to him for that. Mm -hmm. um, he actually put online the day before our episode. It makes no sense that the biggest hip hop festival in the city is going on, and y'all don't have us hosting. And I I told him in his inbox, and said, "Hey, Sean." Was for us, it's for us on what ain't, it ain't. 24 hours later, boom. There you go. Perry trying to call me out. He's like, I thought you said you weren't going. I Not, said, <laughs> I we didn't did want to that. go. Yeah, we touched But I was going to go to different sets. Like, I was supposed to make Faisal's set. I was going to help Wug open up his set. Right. But then they hit me up, and I was stacked from 345 till 915, because we were like 15 minutes behind. Damn. And my card was... Now, I was just saying to say, I'm like, they must have came with that right phone call for you to have went. That's oh, what yeah. I was saying. Well, it wasn't because it wasn't like money or nothing like that. It was just the, it's the recognition. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's the right, like, hey, yeah. I do this shit. That's for sure. I do this shit. And sometimes I mean, you, that's. You really do do your shit, though, because outside of even this, right, 
I brought her with me to uh, the Mike Epps after show. Mike Epps after. I think it was at High Five, maybe. Oh, the, uh, his after party. Yes. Yes. Okay. The one where he walked so, walked in and walked I'm, out. I'm, Nigga. I'm used to you being you from Epic. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I come in with her, and she's like, I don't know who this dude is, but he is dope. Like, he is a hell of a, uh, a host. It, it was the let me, let me ask you a question. Like, I love his energy. Let me ask you a question. When you hear him speak, you feel like that's practice for him? I, I feel like it comes natural. I feel like... I feel like it don't Shut up, Mike. I told you. Shut up, Mike. Just walking the park. I told you. <laughs> like, I feel Thank like you. He don't think He don't think he's as good as everybody say he is. It's one of those things. It's like something you, just, you can't teach charisma. Nothing. It's like, that's like a hell of a compliment. There are, there are some things you just can't That might be the, the, the fucking the, the title. title. It might be the title. Podcast. You can't teach episode. charisma. Nah, charisma. Bro, bro. God damn. Okay, half pint with the lob. Hey, what the, the fillets? Because for me, when you, like you said, when it comes to hosting, you you have to have a certain thing about you that makes people want to engage with you just as much as whatever it is that you're hosting. And you do that. Like, Do you know what it is? What is, what is it? Honest to God truth. I'm an attention whore, but not in the way that you think. Not in the way that you think. It's not in the sense that I need the attention. It's in the sense that I like giving people something to pay attention to that's worth their time. I like that because I've been in shows. I've been a kid where people thought they were entertaining or thought they were keeping my attention. It's like, nah, I'm pretty fucking bored. So if, 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 if I can keep these people, if I can put something in front of them that would make them want to be here. I said it on my post. I don't need to be the best host. But I want to be the reason why you show up and you're happy to at least be there. Like the card might be shit, but the dose, but the host is dope. The the band might be shit, but the host is dope. Or everybody's dope and the host is dope. Like, yeah. I want to be a part of that. I don't have to be the mainstay. Um, let me ask you a question. Is there something about creating apparel? I want to say fashion, but I feel like what you do is a bit more strategic than that. Mm-hmm. And that is based, like, you gave me a perfectly great hat, but I could see why you want this envisioned for it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So is there something about apparel that you feel comes natural to you? Uh, Yeah, and it just taps on the being able to be simplistic but still grab attention. Like, uh, like have you you seen the uh, sweatsuits? There's, they sell them in uh, like finish line. I think the brand's called like Sonetti. Yes. Like very simple, very clean look, very small font, yeah. hoodie in the pants. Like that. That's kind of what. Like I don't. I feel like when I try to do too much, it doesn't fit me. So I think what comes natural to me is just executing simplicity, but keeping it different. If that makes sense. I would ask the same for you, but I feel like we touched on that last episode. You've got a surgeon's hand. Mm-hmm. You don't need a gimbal. You don't need a rig. I've I've seen, if not all, most of the video that you shot. Yeah. And you would think you got this transformer rig on your body. You got this motherfucker. And that motherfucker's just moving around. And it's, and, just, my hand. And it's just your hand. Yeah. But is there something else that you feel comes more natural than that? No. Your 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 hand. Like why are your hands so steady? What do you do? You practice? I know how to shoot. 
Shut up, nigga. <laughs> Don't start on me, bro. <laughs> this, this nigga be in the gym on the treadmill with weights. I just know how to shoot. <laughs> I just, for real. I don't know, man. I've always had steady hands. Always? Always. Always had steady hands. I think when you have an eye for stuff. And I know what I want to what I want to capture. That'd be the main part. You know when you get there or you plot up to it. I know when I get there when I'm gonna shoot. So you so say you say it's a basketball game. Mm-hmm. They in there, they in their warm-ups, they're doing the drills and shit like that. You walk in the gym doors. Mm-hmm. The moment you hit that door, you're scanning that room, aren't you? Yep. Motherfucker. And nine I'm times good. out of ten, I probably already got like two or three shots. Because I'm going for the nigga that's going up for the layup. Yeah. yeah. And that's all the you natural, I think, once you get used to doing it, like, like you see me when I press the shirt in there, like, I don't use no rulers or nothing. I lay it out, I eyeball it. That motherfucker was dead sitting Do you see how he fold? Fold the shirt. He claimed. Yeah, Amber Crombie and Fitch had ass niggas. So I said, I'm going to wash my clothes and have Perry, have Perry fold them up. Hey, we, I, used, hey. I used to work retail, hey. so you know. That nigga Perry can fold. Makes a, sense. Hey, he can fold a shirt so fucking small. Listen. You be like, how did you? Well, I'm going to tell you. Now, I'm going to give you a secret on that. Why I fold so small. So any, I'm a light traveler. Like, if I don't have to check a bag, I'm not. I will take oh, that yeah. book bag and have a week's worth of clothes in there. You hear me? <laughs> you hear me? So I'll I'll be here for what right? carry on. Look at this fucking yeah. book bag. And be right. Yeah. Shit. That's damn near what I took I'm a, to I, I might put one pair of shoes in there. The shoes is on my feet. That's all I need is two pair. <laughs> and shirts. Hey. I'll, put, I'll put two what? pair of jeans in there. Probably four or five Army shirts, roll style. Three or four pair of socks. Three or four pair of drawers. All in that bag. Hey, the women laughing because they got to carry two big ass suitcases. No. Yeah. Boy looking like a camel caravan. <laughs> I need six <laughs> pairs of shoes. Listen. <laughs> carry on only for me. <laughs> No, I just need to be comfy. Like, I just, I have to have a variety. Um, but you a sneakerhead, so I don't believe you. But, right, suitcase be just shoes. Yeah, yeah. see. <laughs> see, a suitcase full of First shoes and then a suitcase like, full of clothes. I like six pairs of shoes. I can buy a graphic tee when I get there. That's or real or shit. Or I feel that. Out of 10, I'm wearing something that I made. So it's right. just, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, of course I'm going to go. I don't care what y'all say. When you travel, you try to find a Walmart. Oh, for sure. I definitely. I'm looking for the nearest Walmart and mall. Right. Because I didn't travel with soap or nothing. I get a new toothbrush every city. Yeah, I'm not bringing none of that. Yeah, I don't bring none of that. I buy all that shit when I get there. I want the when I go to the airport, I want it to be as smooth as possible. Swear to God, I don't need y'all opening my bag. You ain't got to throw shit away. None of that. Ain't nothing in here but clothes. That's it. I buy the soap, the toothbrush, the deodorant, all that when I get there. And, and get rid New of socks and back. drawers when I get there. Y'all stress there when you come back. That's stress. Facts. <laughs> yeah, because why would I bring the dirty shit back? No. Now, see, the problem with that is I traveled a lot, but I traveled mostly by bus. And I never had to stay long. Mm-hmm. I never had to stay long. Like, when I went to Chicago, I'm there for a show. I mean, I'm out. I went to yeah. St. Louis. I went to New York. When I went to Kentucky, like, all these different places, Texas, for sure. Even when I'm staying a couple of days, it's really, I'm only there for the show. So, I'm in the hotel room most of the time. So, I'm right. not out traveling, so going about. It's not that I'm not trying to explore, but my schedule is so stacked when I get there, I'm just kind of there. It wasn't until recently. It's all work. Yeah, it's all work. So it wasn't until recently. My first vacation in my entire life was this year when I went to L.A. It wasn't for a show. It wasn't for uh, a lecture. None of that. I literally went for five days for fun. And that was the first time. But it's also a blessing that every time I left before, 
somebody needed me for something that I'm good at. Yeah. I just never got to explore where I was because, yo, Tony, we need you at this school, then we need you at this school, then we need you to get to this station, then we need you to get to, to this college. Then we, and it's like, you ain't got no time to relax. I barely have time to sit and eat sometimes. Damn. Um, so then I have to reach out to a lot of cats like y'all mm-hmm. to be like, all right, so I'm going to here. What am I, what am I packing? Right. You know what I mean? Um, it was, it did, I almost brought my damn bathroom with me. My sister was like, leave that shit here. <laughs> we will go to a, a Walgreens when we get there and get what you need. I'm telling you, bruh. Well, see, like 70% of our traveling be skating. And so that's a whole mm. different. Yeah. Because you need an outfit when you go to the rink and it got to be comfortable or nine times out of ten. It's like the the club, the club shirt and everybody wearing. It be like when we get in a fair. <laughs> that's how I am. And, you know, yeah. people like to travel during the week. Yeah, <laughs> I feel attacked because why did you just I me with that? She said, you know, some of us still have you know daytime jobs. Uh, <laughs> I have more electronics in my bag than anything three tablets, two cell phones, three pair of headphones because if one dies, I don't have to have to do it charging it. Nope, slide on. That's why I hate going to the airport. Because they make you take all your shit out your bag. And I tell the people when I get through TSA, listen, I have cameras, tablets, MacBooks. Please don't make me take out you probably, all this shit out. You probably I just really you're gonna don't. have to start doing the uh pre-check. Well what yep. the 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 uh dude, well, this time, this past time when I got back from Arizona, they was like, All right, you ain't gotta open them. You cool, you cool. Yeah. I'm like, because why have y'all got these fucking monitors right here <laughs> that can see everything in the fucking bag? I don't understand. And if you go enough, they start to recognize you. Yeah, then they give you a little leeway. Come on, but that should be eerie, though. Oh. That was me with the Megabus. I had been on the Megabus so many times traveling between. It was one year where I did eight months in Cincinnati, traveling back and forth two or three weekends at a time, teaching at like four or five of their schools to the point where the Megabus guy, like, even if I didn't have my ticket on me, he'd be like, I know you're supposed to be on this bus. Go. Mm. What's funny is trying to imagine you as a teacher. What you be doing to them kids? Who as a teacher? I was a teacher for almost 10 years. Yeah, you're a great educator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just feel like I see you cussing them out without cussing them out. Tony? Yes. Cussing them out? Without yes. cussing them oh. out? You know, without, take the cuss words out. But right. Depending on the high school or depending on the eighth grader. Listen. But you haven't had bad kids, though, before, have you? What? Most of my kids are hard-headed. They're my favorites. Because but them the only, ones you said that you get the most respect out of, though. Only because I don't try to sell them on no bullshit. Oh, okay. I was actually told by a student who at one point told me to my face, fuck you, bitch. She said that shit with her whole chest. I leaned in that baby's ear and I said, the next time you call me one, you're going to have to prove it. We stepped outside. And we, we stepped outside. And I let her go off for five minutes. She cussing and yelling. Teachers walking up. I'm like, go back that way. Y'all couldn't handle her before. Now, why are you walking up now? And when she got done, I said, are you done? Are you good? Do you feel like you got everything out your system? She went for another five minutes. By the time she was done, I said, now can we talk? Mm-hmm. And she told me that in, at the end of that school year, she said that moment was a moment that I felt like I could be comfortable with you because nobody had ever let me just get it out. Mm. And I knew I was wrong the whole time. She was you, going through But something. you made me mad. No, she was just mad at me. Damn, she was that mad? She cussed you out for 10 years? Yeah. The thing is, I don't want that much like, anger. The thing is that we act like these kids have to be us, and they're not. 
And most of them are put in grown-ass situations. So since you yeah. want to be grown, we're going to have this grown-ass conversation. So when mm -hmm. you get that being mad or just crying and hooping and hollering, we still got to talk because you disrespected me and you were in the wrong for getting put out of the classroom in the first damn place. We going to have this talk, but I don't have to beat you over the head with it. I don't have to hold you against, hold it against you the next school day. Yeah. None of that shit. Like, nah, man. Most of my kids were hard-headed as fuck. <laughs> I mean, they were, oh, my God. I'm I glad had you kids, my teacher. I done had kids want to square up with me. Uh, I done had kids uh, go get their little friends, try to jump me after school. Oh, they was about Nigga, to beat Mr. What? They was about to beat Mr. Tony ass. Yo, what? <laughs> they was about to beat Mr. Tony ass. Hey. After school, we jump in Mr. Tony. <laughs> Just for me to come out the front door, bag on me, walking the sidewalk where they are, like I wish one of you niggas would. Nah, you went the other way. Who did? <laughs> you went the other Who way. Who did? You I'll call it. David Frank right now. <laughs> I'll call David Frank, put him on the phone right you now. Y'all not about to jump me. You know who else you can call? <laughs> Ask y'all didn't call. Oh, yeah, people, that's my nigga. Like, hey, him. I didn't kid, yo, these kids are different. <laughs> hey, we gonna be Mr. Tony ass, y'all. <laughs> Mr. Craig, actually. <laughs> Hate that nigga. <laughs> no, nah, but um, most of my kids were babies. They were, like, oh, younger God. ones. So, and they, they are curious. Seventh grade is my favorite. It's when you're not cool enough to feel like you can't be taught nothing but you're just eager enough to want to be sustained and do it on your own. Mm. So you don't need a teacher. You don't need a parent. You need a big brother. You need somebody to listen. Not a, not a mentor. You need a big brother. You need somebody who is willing to sit you down and have a real conversation. A mentor is going to have a mentor conversation with you. Okay, I would say from my experience, working with or alongside mentors, I 99.9% of the time here to say mentor conversation. It's always the same thing. What are you doing with your life? Scare tactics. Uh, uh, every conversation leading into college. Uh, it rarely do you, I ever hear a mentor ask them how they are feeling. Yeah. Mentors don't get as personable, or as personal, I don't think. Right. Big brother is a mentor. Yeah. Your, your approach is just different. And like you said, yeah. it, it depends on on the mentor. It depends on the mentor how they. You mention how you mentor, but I can see that. I can. I'm not disagreeing with it. I would say just based off my experience and what they've spoken, because when we think about what a mentor or what a big brother or a big sister is to them, a lot of the times we base that off of what we perceive it as, but we don't ask them what's the difference. I've closed doors and. Sat down with kids straight up. Why is it that y'all listen to me, but y'all don't listen to barely anybody else in the building? Or why is it y'all can respect me and Mr. So-and-so and Mrs. So-and-so? Because there are a couple of people I work with where kids were like really rocking with them, but nobody else in the building. Are you willing to sit down and, and they are mentors, they are leaders, they are this, that, and the third. Some of them are family members. I but even the word mentor. I think that you react differently. That's what I think when I hear mentor. And they normally belong. You're never going to gonna think that with a family member, <laughs> even if they are if older than you. Right. Or this my, you know, my my big brother, whatever. I would feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you're going to let me cuss. You're going to let me, you know, be like, oh, you going to be fucked up, Mr. Sticks. Like, you will let me say that. Then it's like, okay, so I'll let you say what you need to say. Now, what's really going on? Let's see. Let's have a conversation. And the conversation is more you towards me and less me towards you. Mm -hmm. When when we as adults get in the idea of mentorship towards kids, we tend to do more of the talking. Mm -hmm. 
Because because we feel like we're older, we could tell them more and all this, and, and we, we ain't expect actually them listen. to have communication yeah. skills, but we don't give them the room to condition yeah, to themselves to have communication. Yeah. But if it's a family member, there's a bit. I will least this is my experience. If it's a family member, there's a bit more room there because there's a bit more comfortability, a bit more familiarity. And with a mentor, you know, this person has a mentality of, well, then I'll see you next week or I'll see you next session. Yeah, it's but, more. It's the structure. It's almost like a job. Yeah. To them. So that's why they may look at it and be apprehensive to it because the kid might be like, oh, you only here because you got to. You work for such and such and they sent you to Exactly. So it's, yeah, that's how it is. That, and that comes from my experience of the mentorship I used to do once it got separated that they seen that it wasn't because of me working for the YMCA. They was like, okay, so you, y'all really come in here because y'all care, not because you got to. Cause I tell them like I don't got to I don't got to come talk to you. I hope not. Gina Livingston is not listening to this. But there was one session where I put for the eighth graders. I put my I put my contract on the on the projector. So we went through my contract so they could see that it, nowhere in my contract does it say I have to do any of this for y'all. Mm-hmm. Only thing I have to do is come in, teach, bell rings, go home. Yeah. So now that we have this understanding, like that's why one of my favorite movies growing up was uh, Dangerous Minds. Oh, that's my uh, shit. Uh, I don't think I seen Mich- that. With Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. You ain't never seen Dangerous Minds? I kind of stay away from movies like that because they, they fabricate them. <laughs> uh, this one nah, was, I think Danger, Dangerous Minds is a little different. Minds, Freedom Riders, they all the same thing. Freedom Riders was a little... Higher learning. Uh, close. Lean on me. close. You think Lean on me was fabricated? I mean... Well, not necessarily no, fabricated, no. but it only focuses on a certain aspect. But that was of, based yeah. on a true story, yeah. though. This is true. That doesn't mean it can't be. It doesn't mean that it doesn't shine like a really weird light. Like think about like think about like Love Jones. Okay, never seen. I hate the movie Love Jones because it paints this very get corny out. picture. Hold on. Pause. Very get out. Sorry. You, <laughs> you, you ain't never seen Love Jones. Never saw it. Don't care. You're not missing anything. <laughs> You're not missing anything. Love Jones paints this corny picture of what love is supposed to be through poetry. And so then you got niggas doing that corny ass love poetry. So then cats like me who actually do this shit is getting looked at like these corny ass niggas. Right. Nah. Because that's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. Love and basketball, same thing. What? Hmm. Key area, get out. Wow. <laughs> he said, Joe, this is my dick. You out the room? I got a couple that I haven't seen, but I just, I, I'm choosing not to watch them because I feel like I hear enough Color about Purple. It. Definitely never seen it, never watching it. Mm-hmm. Perry, get out. I've never I mean, seen it. I feel, like, I feel oh. like my life is going to end complete without watching that movie. <laughs> Any movie that deals in the time period of slavery, I kind of feel like I can give you a pass on because... Yeah. We don't need to see that shit. And I, I, I swear I hear the references. It's funny and so moments I, in that I feel like I know the movie. And I, <laughs> I know who Mister is. Uh, when she was point, pointing at him. Did you do right by me? Everything you do, cool face. Shout out to Whoopi Goldberg. Listen, because she is the fucking greatest. She's you know who else is the greatest? Oh, Layden Prather. He's so great. He's got a fine art gallery. He's a fine art gallery owner. He's an artist and an art lover. Owns an art gallery in Villa Rica, Georgia. His Instagram is Layden Prather Art. That is L A N D E N Prather P R A T H E R A R T Art. 
You also got Perry Thompson. Perry Thompson is the president and CEO of Rhythm and Blues Preservation Society. He is also a black music preservationist and a journalist. Journalism isn't dead. It just needs accountability. Trillionaires only, inspiring and motivating others to be the trillest version of themselves, whether chasing their biggest dreams or fighting tough battles. Dang, their Instagram go, is trillionaires <laughs> underscore only one. Remember last time you said, damn, I wish I had my goals in. So I, I wish I had my goals in. <laughs> <laughs> the Mom Cave Community Baby Shower, a resource fair, is September 16th, 11 to 3 p.m. Again, that is a Mom Cave. Shout out to the Mom Cave. Yes, the yes. Community Baby Shower, a resource fair, September 16th, 11 to 3 p.m. That is 8902 East 38th Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46226. 8902 East 38th Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46226. Just selling your voice. <laughs> I, I mean, technically, I do. Hey. Technically, hey, I'm, listen, listen. You could definitely the do whole like the, the whole time this nigga was talking. I was watching her face. She was like, "This nigga." Nah, bro, he's <laughs> shit, bro. She like said, this nigga here. One hundred six point seven WTLC. Yeah, that nigga. Ain't the choir store was the shit. We got some Anita Baker coming up with a little bit of Luther Vandross. Your voice need the Hey, you might be on to something. Wait a minute. Strokes beard and intrigue. And nigga said, play with it. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, God. What? Play with it. Grab it. We can fund this motherfucker. You hear me? <laughs> Gucci. That motherfucker coming. <laughs> Stick it on that part. Oh, my God. Don't now, lose now it. Now you are, all you need is somebody to write you a couple little scripts. And you hey. Eric. Eric. Rob, look. Black. Hey. Eric, you hear us. You, you Yo, that one episode I was on went up. Hey. You I might have to find that motherfucker. So, that's dope. Nah, he de- I, when God gives you the talent, you know it's. it's and that's just like practice. But it wasn't for me. It was just the commercial that was slid right on it. <laughs> Look, see, and boom, right, it, was, it was effortless. Everybody else We talk about that every episode. We talk about that every episode. His transitions is unmatched. People like, listen to the episode <laughs> just to hear him be like, "No, not just." Shut up, y'all. Yeah, because we I'm know what time For real? Yes. I'll be damned. People have DM'd the podcast page and was like, yo, the way y'all come in with y'all ads are unmatched. <laughs> like, every can't time. Can every we time. Can I send you a script and you just write it, say it, send it over in audio? You know, that's, they're, yeah. they're saying that. Yeah, not nah, people do that. Like insert the ad for yeah, yeah. People do that all the time. I'm with that shit. OnlyFans ads. <laughs> <laughs> OnlyFans. You got that nigga going about the OnlyFans. Yo, because I'm over here coming up with ideas. He's like thinking like, damn, you need to be intro on people's albums. Somebody actually three people at Treats uh, took my contact information. They want me to do their mixtapes. That's dope, bro. That's, so. y- y'all hear the uh, the album that uh, Morgan Freeman was on Twenty One Savage? Yeah, that was hard. That's, that was, you can do shit like that, bro. That's, that's Listen, hey. yo, goals. For real, bro. Goals. Tony, Tony's that nigga. I need to be your manager. Say so, yeah. I need to be your manager. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> wait, where's Jaleesa at? <laughs> that's that's which one is that? That's Jaleesa. <laughs> no, that's all of them together. Jaleesa. Yeah. Oh, Jaleesa. <laughs> we got the Jaleesa's in here. <laughs> Mike, let me ask you a question. Yo. Or rather, let me ask Kiki. Because I feel like women and sneakers, to me, have always been 
a beautiful pair. I am a guy who can appreciate a woman who um, has, you know, a good heel game, whatever. But I've always felt like women who can rock a sneaker have just been just more attractive to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I definitely um, and that's that. like with the, the <laughs> pantsuits, dresses, under what they're wearing up top. But like, is her sneaker game on point? You feel me? And, uh, but I don't feel like it is represented as organically. I feel like when it is represented, it's corny. Um, it's always these bright ass feminine colors. And that's not to say there's anything wrong with it. There's always these feminine, very feminine, effeminate designs. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I feel like there isn't as much organic representation. How do you... So the topic that we w- that we were discussing was running your race, but not necessarily running your race, but keeping your pace. I've always been told that the key to going long distance is keeping a solid pace until it's, excuse me, your time to take off. Do you feel like you're at turn three where you can take off or do you still feel like you're keeping pace in this race? I am still keeping pace. Um, when did you start? Mm-hmm. Let's start where it all. Yeah, let's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's the, I rarely shared this story. Then I had told somebody, and they were like, "Oh, they were yeah, like, yeah. Kiki, why do you like sneakers?" And I just simply remember my brother's dad uh, came in the house with some dope man's on. Mm. Mm. Shout out to the dope mm. man. Some Cortez on. Oh. Right? What? And yes, they were fresh, they clean, straight out the box. I mean, the black, the it was just. I was amazed. I was like, Dad, I called him Daddy John. Mm-hmm, Rest mm-hmm. in peace. I was like, Daddy John, I want some of those. Mm-hmm. Mom was like, nope, they call those dope men. I mean, because in reality, he was a dope man. You know? Hey, shout out to the do. 90s. Shout out to the 90s, you <laughs> feel me? Had the curl, gold chain, all of that. Okay, um, snowfall. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and I really, I wanted them shoes. I, I was, I was, listen, I wanted them. So I waited till my mom went to work. Mm-hmm. And of course, I had to put my, my puppy face on. Yeah, yeah. So we went to Lafayette Square and I got my shoes. And you know, from then. The you went to Lafayette Square? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Willingly. I'm old. I'm Willingly. Old. Yeah, I'm in this thing. I'm 38. <laughs> I'm old. So, you know, and um, I was hooked. Mm-hmm. I was hooked from there. Um, what I always noticed is that girls were picking the ruffled socks yeah. and the church shoes. Me, I want to be like my big cousins. I want to find trees. I want to. You know, fit in. I've always been a little to the side. Yeah. Um, I love video games. I was a street fighter. I mm-hmm. was boxing with my cousins outside. And mm-hmm. um, what really made me take it seriously was the look I would get when a guy, guys would be talking about sneakers. And mm-hmm. then I'll tell them the history and they like, you know about that? I'm like, oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and then we'll talk for hours mm-hmm. of why I like this and why I like that. Um, it's tough. Being a woman is a woman in sneakers because you don't get that much respect. What's your favorite sneaker like you've ever seen? Oh, it's so many. Favorite, like oh, it's the one that made my that that really make my eyes light up. Yes, was it the ones you bought that day? I met you at your studio. No, my Cortez, my Cortezes, my Cortezes. No. no, but Yo, you did catch. She needs an endorsement. These Cortezes. Yes. but yeah. you, did you yeah, catch it though? You caught it. So that's that's the feeling I get. 
the first time I had that feeling, well, I can't say the first time. Let me think. Let me think. My favorite that a lot of a lot of amazing things has happened was my Cortez. Not my Cortez. I'm sorry. My Toro Force. Oh. My OG just put me on. What? What? My Toro Fours. What color? My red ones. They're red. They're like, you know, like Toro. Like a bullfighter. Yeah. 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 Hey, yo. Her <laughs> sneaker game is what? Hey, so don't let the vans fool you. I like comfort. You know, I like to be comfortable. But I like, I like women that cut. Can wear heels, yeah, but then also dress down. Cause Mike, you know, yeah. you know, I can flip it. It's oh, a for sure. For me, I can, yeah. I can flip it. You know, I can be Miss Kiki. What do you want to do with the world of sneakers as it pertains to? Well, I would, I, I would say the world of sneakers overall. But before that, for women, what is it that you're looking to do in the long run? I really want to create a community. <clears throat> um. I don't know why I always pick male-dominated things. I have mm-hmm. no clue. Um, but I think that women don't really get respected in the sneaker community. Because like you said, it's it's easy to throw on some khakis and a cute color t-shirt to match your dunks. Right. Because, you know, that's the big thing now. Right. But when I was skateboarding in dunks in 10th grade, those are fake Nikes. Now they're three, four hundred dollars. Easy. They're so hard to cop. Like, I used to be able to walk into skate shops and get them with no problem. No problem at all. Now you got to do raffles and you're... Ooh, that's just the worst. The fucking worst. Oh, I fucking hate raffles. That's why I don't... Fuck you, sneakers app. I'm just playing. Damn. That's why I stepped away from caring about shoes that much. (laughs) Once it became hard to get what I wanted, I gave up. I agree. That's just stupid. I, just, I can't. I, like, I got to wait and raffle bro, to see if I can win these shoes. So, I got a. One of my partners live in Cincinnati, and they just dropped these all white Kobe's on the 23rd, I think. Yeah, and, uh, Yeah, and there's only three stores that had them. Uh, in the corporate? Yeah, corporate. Corp, yep. There's one here, there's one in corporate Dayton, and there's one in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. He lives in Cincinnati. So, he was like, hey, bro, you think you can go just in case I don't get. I'm like, look, bro. I ain't good at waiting in the lines for no nah, shoes. Listen. And damn sure if it ain't even for me. Not at he all. He was like, bro, I'll pay you for your time just for going. I'm like, all right, bro. Give me a thousand. So the door's oh, open. Gucci. <laughs> Gucci. I so stand there, motherfucker. On both them jeans. So <laughs> the, the door's open at 10. I get there at like 9.30. The line really wasn't that bad. But it was people there sitting down. So I'm like, y'all probably been here since 8. Since yesterday. So... Damn near. Bro, they couldn't have had more than 20 pairs because it didn't even get halfway through the line they before were. they was like, it sold out. And I was just like, that's why I don't do this bullshit. Yeah. You mean tell me I can't? Wait, stop. You drove all the way to Cincinnati? No, no, no the one here. A- no. Oh, I mean, I know we have a corporate oh, here. I thought he meant he drove. Oh, no, 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 my boy lives in Cincinnati. So he he was like, we going to try to kill, you know, you. Yeah. It's going to be on your ass. Hey. But I'm just like, I walked out the line. I'm like. Bro, this is why I can't do this, bro. Like, I can't. I'm sorry. I, and I I definitely love shoes as well, but it's like the energy that it takes to get what you may want, I just don't care that much. Yeah. Nah. I agree, especially when we're getting older. So you got to have a passion for it, yeah. for sure. Or a plug. Yeah. It, that, I prefer the plug. Yeah. Uh, but, but the thing about the plug, and this is the scariest thing now, and I'm not even going to front on these younger kids. Um, yeah. Yeah. I will. I, I'm just, I'm, 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 no, I'm not discounting your plug or anything, but I'm just saying, like, this is the mind frame of these kids now, which, like you said, it made me step away and kind of be like, oh, shit, well, I'll just get what I can get because 
these kids go on DH gate with no problem. I was just watching an interview the other day, and the kid was like, um, he was talking to a, an OG sneakerhead, and he was like, you think it's fair that I got these $1,200 sneakers on, and you can go to DH gate and get them for $83? He was like, well, it sounds smart to me. The kid. The kid said, well, it sounds smart to me. That sounds like a you problem because you paid $1,200. And as I was sitting back, I, I had to check myself. I said, wait a minute. Well, the way the economy going. But you you wouldn't catch me in no fake sneakers. Nah. That's crazy. No. If they don't, if not, they if don't come with the me, box in the bag right. with if my receipt. If it's not for me, it's just not for me. But to kind of circle back to your question about what do I want, I just wanted to be, um, I just wanted to, I don't know. I, I, I just, I love, like you said, I love women to collaborate and to be look good mm-hmm. outside of what society wants us to look good. I like, can feel that. You know, I love Tiana Taylor. Love yeah, yeah. Her. I was thinking about her. Love yeah, yeah. Tiana Taylor. I ain't gonna front though. I did not love those Rose and Harlem ones. They weren't they my favorite. To me, they were not tiered to where I knew she could design it from. Mm-hmm. Um, but very nice package. Was that her own design? That was her own design. Okay. But I feel like with Nike they're funny acting. There's mm-hmm. so many, so many things that goes into sneaker making. Um, shout out to Jeremy Saley, who mm-hmm. works for Puma um, Basketball. Like, he did a class. Mm-hmm. And this makes me never want to design a sneaker. How tedious. Damn, that. I was just about to ask you, would you ever want I to design a sneaker? I never want to design a sneaker. I really? thought about exactly. it. I do digital art, I and do I thought about to. doing it. But it's too I've, tedious. I've seen what it's goes into tedious. it. It's too tedious. You nah. can start on a shoe. Mm-hmm. And it will not be released for like three or four years. Uh-huh. You can start with shoe, and they'll nitpick the design until mm-hmm. you get down to what they want. Essentially, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, you should have just you told me that. Your, yeah, you lose it. You, you lose your style with that yeah, shit. Damn, I was yes. thinking about some I create three thousands. <laughs> That's crazy. I'll air that motherfucker out for you. Some I create three thousand. Oh, so sidebar. Perry actually made a pair of shoes before. Bro, those were like slip ons. <laughs> Those but were, it was live, inspired, yeah, thrive. Those were never meant to be like Perry, to be fresh. You, you, you be out, you be out with the gear. You don't, you don't say nothing. Trust me, bro. What did I do to you? It wasn't that type of party. Then, why do you always downplay yourself like that? Because it was. It listen. Every it was time. not. I wish I wore Perry that hat. Don't like attention. I wish I wore that hat you made. I like don't. I don't. I, I, you're I, not I, wrong, I, but I'm just. I think it's creative. Yeah, like if, if you do fashion and stuff like that, you don't like being noticed. Take taking account how the, how was it the brunch. When yeah. I did the brunch last year, mm-hmm. um, it was weird because when I went to Butter that next week, mm-hmm. oh, you're the sneaker girl. And I'm like, hey. And hey, that do fuck you up sometimes. It's, and, and I mean, they do it now. Like, yeah. people do it now. Like like Perry said, you'll be, somebody be saying, saying something. It always, it's so funny when people wear the City Girl t-shirt and they're like, yeah, I bought this from da 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 And it's like, what he said. People will will literally ignore you mm-hmm. until somebody of validation mm-hmm. comes and say, "Hi, Kiki, how you doing?" I'm like, "What's up?" Oh, then it's a, uh, I've been wanting to get one of those. Can you can you can you hit me with that? Mm-hmm. But a minute ago, you were kind of giving me the side eye. Sticks, right? I've been meaning to get with you, you on some graphics, bro. Right? No, you weren't. <laughs> no, you weren't. You, you wasn't. You really wasn't. You weren't going to make a shoe. You weren't going to buy a shirt. What? What? I'm, I'm, none of I'm, that. I'm not hard to find. I'm everywhere. What? Everywhere. <laughs> At home. Let me ask you a question. 34, right? Yep. On this highway in your dreams, explain that journey. This last, this last leg of your, this past uh, leg, not last, but this past leg. 
Just keep rising to the top. They I guess what I mean is, like I like I said last episode, I watched you. Yeah, I watched you advance in such a magnanimous way. You just you just took off, and I we we know about what's next for you. Right, right. So. I guess if you could give a recap of what this what this part of the journey looked like from thirty three to thirty four, uh, or if you could summarize it, what it looked like, summarize it as uh, summarize it with, with within the within the confines of this part of the race that you're running. Patience, that's it. That's how only way I could put it. Patience, because I'm one of those people that like to go straight to the source. Yeah, I don't like middleman and shit. Yeah. I want to talk to the nigga that's like me. Yeah. You run your own shit, I run my own shit. So you the person I need to be talking to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to your manager. I don't want to talk to... And if I got to be patient to do that, then I'm going to be patient to do that. Mm-hmm. That's how I got but hooked I up. But I want to talk Yeah, to but I want to talk to you. That's how I got hooked up with Chico Bean. I went straight to him. Hey. Should I talk about how you said you was going to call him yesterday? Like, it wasn't nothing? You want to hear that story? <laughs> <laughs> Is water wet, nigga? What, what are you no. talking about? <laughs> I mean, so, you know... <laughs> You know me. Yeah. Got some clothes laying around. I'm like, hey, you going to be with him? Shit. See yeah. if he want to, you know, yeah. t-shirt and jacket hey, or something. I can't stand yeah. Perry, man. Because I was trying to figure out the size. Because, right, right, you know, right, TV, right. you can't really tell how big or small yeah, they yeah, got. Yeah. And my jackets, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not just giving those away. Right. I know you're famous, but right. you're not going to wear it. Right. You're not getting it. Exactly. So I'm like, no, nah, go ahead and see if you can figure out what size he wear. All right, let me call him real quick. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Whoa. And Whoa. And literally... Call that right, call back. right back. He said he need a medium. <laughs> All right. Medium it hey, is. Hey, man, I swear. Listen, I'm really, I'm really excited for myself for real because, like, I had the opportunity to shoot Gary Owens. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember but, that. Like, I be literally, like, watching Chico, like, on Wild and Out, mm-hmm. um, 85 South Show. Yeah, I watch that yeah. shit all the time. But to meet that nigga in person and for him to be exactly who he say he is, that shit was dope for me. Yeah. Because most of the motherfuckers like that really standoffish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I hired you to do a job. All right, nigga. I'll be out there in a minute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This nigga was more of, nah, bro, what the fuck you doing? Come on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We back here. We in here. And then it went from that to me going... Um, with him next week to Cleveland mm-hmm. to do some shit for him in Cleveland. So, yes, sir. Real quick question. So, with us being 30 days out from the last quarter of 2023, which I feel like it moonwalked the fuck out of here because what happened to July? Listen. Um, shit, and August. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Bro, we got what? Four days? Five days? We left? got three days. Yeah, we got first, three days in, in August. They were just long. Yeah. Um, what is a piece of apparel that you are excited to present for the fall winter season um and i'm 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 ready for a uh, hoodie and jacket season that's honestly season. my favorite um t-shirts i feel like to make a i don't want to say high-end but like a real quality t-shirt is it's hard to really notice because you can't really tell until you have one to put it on your body but like yeah. with hoodies like i feel like i can execute hoodies in a ways in a way that it stands it stands alone just off the image itself, even just yeah. the digital mock-ups. Um so I'm looking forward to um to the designs I've been working on with that. Um a couple of new colorways I'm gonna add. Um the jackets that I had last year, I am bringing those back, but with a different um 
different option of colors as old as well. So yeah, so yeah, I'll definitely be bringing those back. But um, yeah, man, fall and winter is my is my favorite black favorite time. Large. Oh, for sure. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and give a plug. I'm, I plan on doing a black on black, so it won't have the white stripes. It'll just be all I get black. the first one. Yeah, with the black Mike. black stitching, everything. Mike. As long as mine say I create, I don't care. Hey, for sure. She but yeah, not, all the all the first gear. <laughs> but definitely looking forward to the uh, to the season change and just looking forward to you know going hard and executing and finishing the, finishing the year strong. I have a project that I'm gonna work on, and it's going to take me. Every bit of the next four months. OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> She's serious about that OnlyFans. Um, it's it's a visual project and it is <laughs> a four part. <laughs> that means she got out. That means she got something for you already to do. <laughs> but it's a four part project that I'm going to be working on, and it's going to take me every bit of the next four months. But I'm going to try to animate the first. 10 minutes of one of the scenes of the movie that I want to put together. Mm. So I found a program that will allow me to render in 3D from my tablet. I found another animation program that will allow me to run in the frames per second that I'm looking for. And I found a mentor who is going to help me get my sketch hand up. Um, and I might, and when I say might, and y'all get to hear it first here on my I Create podcast, I might have a uh, I would call it a secondary direct line to someone in Pixar. Damn. So I might I might at least get some help telling me what could go right, what could go wrong with this movie. Not like they'll help me make it, but yeah. I might be able to get some kind of mentorship. Yeah, just a little so bit of insight. That go a long way. I'm pretty excited about it because that was that was the point of Elsewhere Digital Art Gallery. It was to take art off the page and make it alive remember super mario 64 that's what inspired Definitely. it just paintings that you could jump into and it's alive and you could interact with it my well, first my art favorite gallery. games yo when that game dropped bro you could play just running around in the just like, around the courtyard and shit. you had to do shit <laughs> um but that was definitely one of the games that inspired me and uh the art show that i was going to do in october i decided to push the date back to april because i'm going to work with will stomp uh, the brother that does the uh, drugs is what it is what it looks like it spells like, but it's D rugs. So I'm gonna work with him, and we're gonna merge our galleries together. He might actually make rugs out of some of my art pieces, so oh, that'd, that'd be, be kind of dope. And then uh, I'm looking to do another show here in November called Kind of Sketchy, where it's just a gallery of sketch art from digital artists. So there'll be monitors set around everywhere. They'll have continuous loops of these art galleries and there'll be a DJ playing music and it's just vibes. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty interested in what the fall and what the winter is going to bring for art for me. And then starting next year, um, it's festivals or, or concert series or stuff like that. I probably will only be hosting one open mic. Mm. I'm going to start phasing open mics out of my career and start mm -hmm. moving festivals and stuff in because I don't have fun with them as much. I'm spoiled. I am spoiled with what me and Boogie and AMA, shout out to AMA, shout out to Boogie Bang, what we put together, I'm spoiled by that shit. And a lot of open mics just aren't measuring up. The one that I'm hosting right now is fun. And that's what's keeping my attention. The people that show up genuinely want to show up. The staff there are genuinely good and, and very warm and inviting people. It's like I 
I look forward to being there. Is that Hovito? Um, that's Hovito. Yeah, shout out to Hovito. Shout out to JT. Shout yeah. out to Ruth. Shout out to Deja. Nice, shout nice out to the whole video. crew. And um, I like hosting that open mic that we got three people in the building and it's still a good time. Mm -hmm. And I've not really felt that out of a lot of the open mics that I've been asked to host throughout the city. And this is no knock to them, but there is a certain formula that comes with that. Yeah. Anybody out there who's listening to this podcast and you're looking to do an open mic, if you do not have the direct input and the influence and the advice of a poet, a host, or someone who really is about this shit, it's going to fail. Because you're probably in it for what little money you think you're going to make. And let me be honest with you. Pairing open mic with karaoke or hookah or cigars or tacos does not make your open mic more successful. <laughs> <laughs> it just don't. It really don't. It they does do not make that. You just, just trying to add everything. Well, like, you just got a smelly-ass open mic. Hey, right. hey, I don't know why I want to be here, no, bro. Just come home, put on the, like put on the flyer. There's what? hookah, too. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I commend you for that, though, because, like, Whenever you are willing to take yourself out of comfortability, mm -hmm. it normally puts you in a very uncomfortable position to elevate mm. beyond where you are. And I need to, I need to start focusing on the things I'm actually excited to do. And when I hear melanin in May, my ears perk up. Blacktoberfest, my ears perk up. Block party, my ears perk up. I create podcasts. My ears perk up. Like when Mike <laughs> hit me with the idea of doing this, I was like. Nigga, bet win. <laughs> Perry didn't, didn't want to do it. Well, y'all know I don't like talking, bro. But you do it so well. Perry said, "Yeah, but oh, you know I don't like to talk." <laughs> when he brought it to my attention, I was like, "Yeah, go ahead," because he basically was just asking to use the name, and I was like, "Nah, go ahead." And he was like, "Nah, but you gonna be on it," and I was like, "Why?" <laughs> so, but here I am, and here he is. Several Two seasons later, <laughs> and my job for whoever's listening, we only started. We started this back in March. So it's back in March. Back in March. It's been going hard ever since. Back in March. You know who else is going hard? Landon Prather. Landon Prather is going hard in his fine art gallery that you can find in Villa Rica, Georgia. He owns it. He's an artist and an art lover. And you can find him on Instagram. Landon Prather Art. L-A-N-D-E-N-P-R-A-T-H-E-R-A-R-T. Perry Thompson also loves what he does, too. So much so that he became the president and CEO of Rhythm and Brews Preservation Society. He is also a black musician, preservationist, and a journalist. Journalism isn't dead, just needs accountability. Trillionaires only, inspiring and motivating others to be the trillest version of themselves, whether chasing their biggest dreams or fighting tough battles. Their Instagram, trillionaires, underscore only and a numeric value of one. The Mom Cave. Community Baby Shower, a resource fair. This is a resource fair. We're not just showing up just to shower words of love on these ladies who are expecting, but to give them the resources that they need to make it easier. And they're getting gifts. And they're getting gifts. So if you guys would like to donate, make sure you check them out. To the Mom Cave. The Mom Cave Community Baby Shower and Resource Fair, September 16th. Do you remember? September 16th, <laughs> 11 to 3 p.m., 8902 East 38th Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46226. Again, that is 8902 East 38th Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46226. Um, first of all, before we get out of here, we want to say thank you to our guest who stopped yes, by yes, to kick yes. it with us. Do you guys want to, do you ladies want to introduce yourselves one more time, give social medias where people can find you and so on and so forth? We'll start with Kiki right here. Yes, I am Kiaria, better known as Kiki. Transitioning to just Key, because that's how everybody addresses me now. The um, artist formerly known as Key. Oh, formerly known as Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you can find me. I do most of my stuff on uh, Capture by Key with a K mm-hmm. underscore on Instagram and also on um, Facebook. And you can find me at Worst, which we are just revamping the page. Like, I literally took everything down. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can still hit us up in the DMs and stuff. It's at uh, Worst, W-R-S-T dot Worldwide on Instagram. Yeah. It's Deshantress Smith. Um, that go by Candy. You can find me on all of social media at Deshantress Smith. Everything, realtor, whatever. It's all just... Whatever you need. Yeah, it's just linked <laughs> to the one name. You can find me on Facebook at Pathfinding. <laughs> Facebook goes to Facebook. Rolling what do you do? Um, I, a better question would be, what don't I do? Because I can ask her to make anything, and even if she doesn't know how to do it, she'll use it. With my passion been in life the is whole learning. time, and she ain't said no You said, what, what? My passion in life is learning, so hey. it's taking mm-hmm. me far. It'll take me, you know, learning. everywhere I want to go. There's there's nothing nothing in life that I've come across that I don't believe I can achieve. That's the one that helped you with the shirts. The bars. Thank you. I can wear embroidery. Listen, thank you. Did you learn, did you learn something today because from, listen, from tuning in to the podcast? Because the project that she was about to throw on me, <laughs> nigga. She was like, we can do it. I said, oh, we we can do it. But now, but now I, she knows how you. difficult yeah. it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> bruh. We, we did it. Them skate shirts, man. I, I tell Perry, you. I said, Perry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, told, I, need it, I told y'all, a lot of people don't be knowing it's how hard it starts is. with an apology. So when, once she experienced it, she was like, oh, damn, I didn't know. So, but yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish. <laughs> On another note, though, we are two of the three of our own podcast. The mm-hmm. podcast is called Keeping It Real. Yes. Okay. So we got to pull up. Yeah, for sure. And keep it real. Definitely. We we love to do this. We gotta so, pull up and keep it real. We back love to the podcast. Back to my question. Did you learn anything from today? You know what? I was learning them smooth transitions, you know, because we was mid-conversation, <laughs> then it'd be like everybody the room just knew what time it was. <laughs> Because me and Perry got quiet and knew what was coming. Hey, you, uh, you, you sat know. all the way back in your chair. It was like, Because oh, I already knew. All right. Bad yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Bro, it's, we just got here and we knew exactly what <coughs> hey. Shut up. Was, hey. was, oh, my God. You look, look around the room and it was like, Of course, yeah. Boogie was the only one that called it out. Remember when Boogie was here? Boogie was like, Damn, nigga, did you just transition into an ass? <laughs> For real. For real. And it's real smooth. Uh, before we do get out of here, um, I'm going to open up a can of worms. Uh, Shitson.com proudly presents. Shout out to Bellies and Bullshit. Breon, D-Mac, Blair, super producer. Uh, I don't know where the confusion came in from. Well, we do not have any beef. I fuck with them guys. Uh... It's just everybody be the thing about social media is everybody takes shit too serious, too far, and too out of context. Soul, and out of context. Like, bro, no. I feel like it's a perspective thing. I could see where I, I can't agree with Demarius's what I would call emotional response, because that's what it was. I don't agree with it, but I agree with what he said. Whereas we all could have just gave him a, a, a you or you or anybody from the podcast could have just gave him a flat out no or something equivalent to it. Sure, 
But then that leaves a lingering question and lingering wondering as to why. And it's easier to clear up the why now than to have to clear up the why later. Yeah. Um, on top of that, as I stated on the post before, we're all podcasters. We're all trying to be influencers, yada, yada, yada. But we don't owe each other shit. This True. is no different than a track race. If me and Perry are both representing the U.S., that's fine. But I'm not going to slow down. Because right. he's got on the same flag as me. Yeah. And and if I feel like I've got something that's going to get me further ahead of him, the fuck I look like just handing that over right. without there being any value or exchange. And I think that's what got lost. And that could also be something that could look at and proceed in perspective. And, and that's a much deeper conversation that can go yeah. on elsewhere. But at the end of the day... Um, at the end of the day, we all want to win at this. And so to expect emotions not to rise in this or opinions to rise in this, I felt like he almost expected there to be no opinion to come with that. And, and that's that's dangerous. Well, the thing is this. Like, if you know me personally, like know me, know me, not by Mike, but by DJ, mm -hmm. questions like that you wouldn't have to ask me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Perry, no, he would never have to ask me to throw an assist his way, because he know me personally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you don't have to ask me that. If there's room for that, I will definitely hit your line and say, yo, such and such, such and such, such and such, such If there's an economy for that. That too. If there's an, I've gotten several good looks. There's so many people who be like, yo, man, put me on to this. No. What what have we benefited from each other to make me want to reach out for that? Right. And a lot of people can say that's gatekeeping, that's selfish. Okay. I mean, but I'm going to always, I'm going, I look at it as I'm always going to look out for the home team first, first and foremost. And that's just me being a businessman. But on the other hand, it's like, um, I just think, I think people don't take us serious with this I create shit. I think they do. I don't, I cannot agree with that. I I feel like, I feel like certain people don't. Certain, okay. Yeah. We could, we could, we could roll with that. Certain people. Certain people don't take us serious with this shit. So, and then, you know, like, because I've spoken with Eric, spoken mm -hmm. with Boogie, mm -hmm. Keenan hit me. And Keenan pointed out something that made me think about something else. And it was just like, maybe he was just thinking about the bigger picture instead of just thinking about, oh, damn, I forgot they. Because sometimes we can get overly excited and see some shit and then just automatically want to jump on. But it's yeah. like, Maybe he wasn't thinking about that at that given time. He was just thinking about theirs overall. Or it could have just been as simple as, hey, yo, throw him this way when he's done with y'all. Yeah. It could have been that. All, regardless of what it is, yeah. you, I can't say you cannot because that's dictating a human being's response. It is ill-advised for your next route to be angst or anger or, or this emotional eruption Especially if you're doing it all through text. Yeah. If it was that deep, if you really wanted that live, bro, hit my line. Or hit Chico's line like you did. Nothing stopped. His, he doesn't have you blocked. He don't even know you exist. So there's nothing stopping you from hitting his line. But if it was really that deep, then you should have been like, hey, Mike, man, I know how that cutter came off on your post. but Or do you feel like I came at you a certain way? Or yeah. it could have been a conversation, but it wasn't. It turned into this Long ass, and then for the other side, people to make you know other people to make that's side what, posts and shit. That's what escalated. Yeah, that's it. what pissed me. That's why I didn't even get into it. Yeah, now you know it's what all these yeah. people meddling that don't even know what they're yeah, talking about. You know but what we what put saying? it online. It's uh, it's almost 
here's the thing. Yeah, well, that's I, what I, I, I get yeah, what, you, yeah, what I tell y'all. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I don't engage right. in the internet. But the, but <laughs> but at the but for you to automatically think something negative is what I got a problem with, because yeah. what we discussed mm-hmm. could have really stayed there. Yeah, and it. Even me, when I see shit and other people post shit, mm-hmm. I don't comment. I read it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't have to engage. I'm not going to make a side post and be like, oh, shit, podcast beefing. Yeah. Because I don't, I'm from the street, so I don't look at beef like that. That ain't beef. I could call Breon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, when like, situations get out of hand verbally, that's when we stop typing and we start calling. Right, right, right. Because you can, right. you can misconstrue what someone said through text just that fast. I even invited them to come today. I saw you invited them to come Yeah, today. but I deleted the comment because they took too long to respond. Well, they probably took it as trying to be funny. Trying to be funny. <laughs> Bro, but, but I, I know you and yeah, I know you weren't, yeah. but, they, but they didn't take that as serious. Know, you know, certain people look at people a certain different way. I, mean, I, I don't see how they could because every time we're doing an event, they stop me to to interview. And I do the interview. It's not like I walk over there begrudgingly. I, mean, I sit down and I politic with I them. mean, because that's because you pulling up over there as Tony Sticks. You ain't pulling up over there as I create. Although you pulling up over there. <laughs> so you got to think about that, too. You know what hey, I'm saying? But I fuck with, I fuck, but that's what's so crazy, man. I fucks with Breon and I fucks with D-Mac. You know, me and Blair had our little situation, but I fuck with Blair. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no smoke because, I mean, everybody, like I told E, everybody got an end goal. We all trying to get this paper. Yeah. You know, but one, one thing he, he said to me was everybody think they're that one episode away from going viral. And if, you know, people are listening, I don't want this podcast to go viral. I do, but I don't. You know what I'm saying? That's not our focus. We, our focus ain't to go viral. or do. Our focus is for creators, people that's entrepreneurs, people that can listen to this episode and our episodes and be like, damn, I learned something from these niggas. Because we done got DMs with people like, yo, I got a pen and pad on rebranding. You like, know what I'm saying? I'm not going to none of that shit. I just like hanging with my niggas. I mean, that's... Just, I like talking my shit. Right. I, I mean... <laughs> I show up. It give us... But it gives us a... It, it give us an extra... <laughs> It gave us an extra sense of, you know, us promoting ourselves on yeah. our own platform. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But also getting to meet people like Key Area. Yeah, I like doing shit Candy. like this. Yeah. Candy. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Half pint. You know what I mean? Shit like that. But, yeah, uh, I just wanted to clear the air, man. Ain't no motherfucking smoke. But, and I expect them niggas to do the same thing for me. If they get some motherfuckers and shit, hey, nigga, look out for yourself. Point blank, period. Celebrate together at the top. Hey, get there. if I'm at the top and you halfway there, if I can help you get up, nigga, I'm going to help you get up. Nah, you know, if we get into the top, fuck you talking about. No, I said if. He's saying he the if, if is for helping. Oh, right. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, ain't, ain't no if. Yeah, hey. if it's real for you to join, nigga, I'm going to pull listen, you Listen, you know too many of my people done told me, hey, this you, homie. Bet, let's make hey, this the rest of my listen, life. I'm going to my Joe up. Button shit. Fuck you talking about. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to do this forever. I mean, but overall, it was just the experience for me, for real. Shit, this shit is further in my career. Yo, you know like, di- I was, I graduated Brownerful High. I had a shitty guidance counselor. And I wanted to go to Ball State to do radio. I wanted to be on 96. That was my goal. But I never got to that goal. So this was years apart. So to be sitting here now in a second season of a podcast, I have my own podcast at Elsewhere Radio. And I was doing it 
in my bathroom with a towel over me to kill sound so I could get the episodes out, little MP3 player to play the music. Like I was doing that shit, gorilla, gorilla grind, but something in me. I was working with uh, Ready Rock. Shout out to Ready mm. Rock. He gave me a, a, an opportunity to get on the radio. Like, just everything was kept leading me back to this. So that day, back in March, no, February. It was February. Where you hit me up and you was like, Tony, I got something. I got this idea. We're going to get started here soon, but I really want you a part of this. So to be sitting here four, five, six months later, and I'm doing I'm doing this. Mm, I'm two still, seasons in. Rocking. I've met great people. We've got great reach. We've helped people with art, the set and the third. I want to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. This is my life now. A podcast host, this is what the fuck I do. I create is, is the shit for me. Hey, we definitely um, appreciate you being here. Bro, I appreciate sure. y'all. What is the sure. squad for me? Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, we're going to get out of here, but we want to say shout out again to Jaleesa, the elephant. She is down in Atlanta yeah. right now for Invest Fest. Shout out to Big Sis. If you need to get your marketing up, because your networking sucks, please reach out to Jaleesa, the elephant, and she'll bulldoze all that shit and get for you sure. proper. And then we got my man, Perry Smith, a.k.a. P-Money. P-Money, let them know where they can find you, son. Yo, check me out on <clears throat> Facebook at Perry Smith, Instagram, Perry D'Angelo, and Studio 1123. And Mr. Highway of Dreams himself, 34 years old today, Mike Haney. Happy birthday, Happy birthday brother. Right you, now, sir. Right Another 34 more, and maybe 34 more after that. Who knows? But let them know where they can find you. They can send you some more uh, birthday love, my brother. I'll be the oldest videographer, nigga. On Gucci. <laughs> Boy I'll out be, there with a camera on I'll Jesus. I'll be 264 <laughs> years old, nigga. My hands are like that. I'm going to swing over to the rapture. <laughs> hands ain't so steady then. This nigga hanging over the pit with a beast coming out of. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can find me on Instagram, HOD underscore filmworks facebook michael haney and then make sure you check out the i create podcast page which is i underscore create underscore podcast and they call me mr tony sticks aka johnny bam bams aka macho man tony savage the voice here on i create podcast t-o-n-y underscore s-t-y-x-x that's where you can find me or you can find me on my art page at the E-D-A-G. So that's E-D-A-G for Elsewhere Digital Art Gallery. This has been another episode of I Create Podcast with Jaleesa the Elephant, P Money, Mike Haney, and your homeboy Tony Sticks. And we gonna catch you next time. That's a peace. Peace.